up, you guys, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I am here with the one and only Lucas Pactor, better known on TikTok as Squid. And today, in this week's episode, we are going to be talking about who Squid is, why he does what he does, and how he does it so well. So, Squid, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Good to be here. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, essentially, just uh, I'm essentially just a kid, but I feel a lot older. Um, I've started a few businesses, so I'd consider myself an entrepreneur. I started posting on social media a little under a year ago because I pretty much had this hope that one day I would be successful, and so I'd like to document that whole process along the way. My videos range from business advice to life advice to funny stories and sh embarrassing shit I've been through, so you'll probably find it all on my page. It, totally. The second I found your TikTok, that was what was the captivating part of it. It was just real and, you know, unedited shit. So how do you do what you do? How are you, like, so unapologetically just yourself? I think, um, I think it uh, came from kind of the opposite when I was younger. I think everyone, it's just in human nature, people want to fit in. They want to feel like they belong to a group. It, it goes back probably tens of thousands of years. It goes back to pretty any, any animal kingdom. Um, if you're not accepted into the group and you're kind of cast out, it's a lot harder to survive. So humans naturally want to feel accepted. They naturally want to feel like they are welcomed and loved. And when I was younger, I wasn't. I had no friends. I was fucking bullied all the time. Really shitty time growing up. I kind of had to grow up on my own. And I guess what really kind of made that switch for me was I used to always think that I had to act a certain way or say certain stuff in order for people to like me or to feel accepted. But what I've kind of come to realize over the past few years is it really does the opposite. And if you just act like yourself and you do what you want and you do what you think is best for yourself, you know, some people would call that selfish. But what I found is that it actually kind of draws people in because, you know, a lot of people are living like somewhat of a fake life and acting um, in a certain way to feel accepted. And if you if you just be yourself, I think people really appreciate that. And so I'm just myself on my videos and through my content. And I think some people like that. Some people don't. But, you know, it's not really my job to convince people. I just post my stuff and they can decide for themselves. Yeah, totally. And I think. I think it's kind of refreshing in a way to see someone just be themselves like you do. So you said growing up, you weren't always like this. So did you condition yourself to be this way? Um, I think there is honestly a bit of fake it till you make it involved in everything. Absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, no one wants to be around that person. That's very weary all the time. Always nervous, always, um, asking questions about what's next. I think it's like you just said, the word assuring is really nice. People like to, people feel assured when they're around someone that's really confident and seems like they have all their shit figured out. And I definitely don't have all my shit figured out, but I think, um, I think kind of during COVID, right when it started, I went home from college I was not very liked. Uh, I was a freshman in my fraternity. I was probably one of the most hated kids in there. People just didn't really fuck with me at all. And, you know, part of it was because I was annoying. Part of it was because I probably talked too much. And I really had to go home and have like this self-talk 
take a step back and, you know, look at myself and say, why do people not like me? There must be a reason for that. Uh, you have to first admit that if you want to get better. And then I kind of took on like this challenge to go, you know, essentially like become the best version of myself. And, you know, like eight months later, I was voted president. Um, I was a really young president. I was a sophomore, uh, barely 19. And then, um, and then I started this whole channel and everything afterwards. So it's really just, yeah, I think it started, probably started college. All right. So going from your frat and becoming president at 19, I want to talk a little bit about your businesses. Uh, there's no doubt you hustle your ass off, you know, whether it be from frame pictures of you or charging for some phone calls to your bigger projects like Squid House and your new app you're starting. What is the inspiration behind all that, behind your entrepreneurship? Um, I've always been someone that really, like, if I see an opportunity, I go after it. I've had, I think on social media, especially in today's day and age, a lot of companies reach out and they want to push products or services through you. Uh, I've never really been interested in that. You know, I had like a, a lot of my uh, videos are about Greek life and stuff. So I had a like beer pong company reach out to me and offer me it was like $3,000 to post three videos uh, over a period of a week. And like that probably would have been the easiest money I've ever made. But, you know, I've seen and heard that if you take quick cash like that, it kind of just dilutes your brand and makes you look like uh, a sellout. And so yeah. I've never really like taken money. Not at all, actually. I've never taken money to push anybody else's stuff. I just push my own stuff. And so, you know, whether it be like a quick project I'm working on or a business that I want to take to the next level and have it be something really long term, I'm just focused on my own stuff. And sometimes it comes out of like a quick opportunity where I think I could provide some value in some way. And sometimes it's, uh, you know, something more serious that I want to continue for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So could you tell us a little bit about uh, Squid House and how you started sure. what it is? Um, so Squid House or Squid House, you can, pronou you can pronounce it either ways. Essentially, a lot of people are like, well, what does the name stand for? First of all, I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, definitely. Essentially, if you haven't heard the term squid before, it's not a good thing to be called, right? Squid means like weak, spineless, um, pussy, anything like that, right? It's an insult to someone. But then a hoss is kind of the exact opposite. It's a stud. It's someone that's good at everything, right? Excels in all aspects of life. And so the reason I named the brand that is because the brand is supposed to represent that transition from someone that might not know what they're doing, someone that's maybe a little confused, weary. Um, they don't really feel very sure of themselves, very confident. And then we want to represent that transition from that individual to someone that has really built something in their life that they're proud of, whether it's, you know, you don't have to be a business person. You could be an athlete, you could be an actor, actress, you could just be a musician. It could be anything. It's really easy for people to look at individuals who are at the top of their game, whether it's an athlete like Tom Brady or a businessman like Mark Cuban, and say, well, they must have always been like that. They always had that high value uh, mindset. They always were just a stud from birth. And I don't think that's the case at all. And if you listen to a lot of these people talk and give speeches and stuff, it's almost the exact opposite. Um, a lot of these guys didn't feel very unsure of themselves early on. Maybe they got bullied or maybe they got made fun of or maybe they just were misunderstood. But essentially the brand is just supposed to represent like there is a 
challenge you have to take in order to reach your fullest potential. And, uh, and we want to represent that challenge and that mission you need to take towards uh, becoming your best self. And so I created this brand essentially because I kind of went through that myself. I'm nowhere near the end goal, feeling like I've achieved massive success. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I was a kid who really didn't have shit figured out. Uh, I went through a lot and you know now i love my life i feel like i'm getting a lot done and i feel like i'm doing everything i need to to be where i need to be in 5 10 15 20 years so uh the goal is just to help inspire other people and get them on that get them on the right path to their ultimate success absolutely and i really like that i didn't know the meaning behind the brand so that's awesome in your personal life, has there been a mentor you've had or people you look up to outside of who you don't know that have led you to your success? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, when I was a kid, when I would go over, I, I grew up around a lot of wealth. A lot of my friends in high school um, had a lot of money. And so when we would go over to our friends' houses and hang out, well, most of the kids were like, playing BP outside or jumping in the pool or whatever. Like I was usually trying to talk to their parents. Um, like my one, one friend in particular, parents are massively successful. Um, and to me, his dad's like fucking Superman. So, you know, obviously yeah. I want to go over and hang out with my friend and spend time with him when I'm home. But even still, when I go back there over the breaks, like if I can get any chance to just pick this guy's brain or talk to his dad for 10, 15 minutes, like I'll take that opportunity any day. Yeah. And uh, I think that just comes from like a, a, a just as a, a desire to learn. I think a lot of people look at individuals who have more than them and they kind of make them out to be like evil or that they're bad people in a way. And I don't think that helps you whatsoever uh, in order to get there yourself. You know, at some point you need to take a step back and be like, all right, this person has more than me because or most of the time because they either know more than me or they know people who know, them, who know more than me. And so you can always get something out of everybody, whether it's just talking to them and having a conversation or maybe they really like you and offer you an opportunity. Um, and so like that's one individual in my life who always stands out. Another one uh, was my mentor, his name's Ed. Uh, essentially a good friend of my dad, works in commercial real estate, really successful. Uh, very, very hard of it, like a very hard ass of a guy. He's, he's intense, yeah. um, but I love that guy to death. And essentially this last summer I reached out to him and I was like, hey, Ed, I'd love to work for you. Uh, I'll work for free. I'll do whatever it takes. And he was like, nah, I don't, I don't really need anybody. I don't, I'm kind of gone most of the summer. I don't, I just don't need the extra help. Um, appreciate you asking though. And I was like, oh shit, okay, well, let's just ask again. And so I, I just kept bugging him over and over and over for a few weeks. You know, I couldn't tell you exactly how many times I texted and asked him, but it, it was definitely more than five. Uh, I would reach out. I'd be like, dude, listen, I know you, you have your girlfriend. He's, she's got a son. He's like, you know, I think he's like 10 years old now. I was like, if you guys want to get away for a romantic weekend or something, like I can babysit him. I know you have two dogs. I'll watch your dogs. Anything. I'll get the groceries for you. I'll pretty much like do anything for free just to make your life a little bit easier. Even if it's 1% more efficient because I'm around, 
then you're benefiting from me being there and I'll work for you for free. I'll help out your employees. Like I'll just kind of move around the departments of your company and try and help out wherever I can. And I think after a while he was like, all right, holy shit, this kid's not going to give up. I might as well just get, shoot him a job or something. And so he actually gave me like a really good opportunity. I got paid really well. Um, and I lived with him at his house in Venice Beach, which was amazing. So awesome. it was just, um, it was a pretty unbelievable experience. I, even though I was only with him for about two months, I felt like I gained five years of experience, maturity, knowledge. Um, and, and it's just because he was like really hard on me because he wanted me to succeed, which I just endlessly appreciate. Like, uh, it was, I was waking up at, you know, 4.45, 5 every morning uh, to start my day. And, and I wouldn't go to sleep until like 12 or 1 sometimes. And so, like, I'd barely be getting sleep on some days just because I had so much to do. And like on one day in particular, I remember I didn't get to sleep until about 2.30. And then I woke up at 5.30 the next day because I wanted to just get an extra half an hour of sleep. I walk downstairs, he's kind of just in the kitchen leaning against the counter, literally just waiting for me to come down. Yeah. And he was like, 5.30, huh? And I said, yeah, you know, I was, I was up late last night. I had a lot of work to finish up. Um, uh, but I'm here at 5.30, and he goes, only losers wake up at 5.30. <laughs> and uh, so that just kind of goes to show you, like, he's a hard-ass dude. But, you know, he's extremely successful for a reason, and at the end of the day, it was really just to help me, and it, it really did so yeah that's awesome so you lived with him the entire summer so when you headed back to school did you feel like lost or were you like you know i i need to get out of here and just pick life i i think uh i really liked la first of all it was very work hard play hard i you know i was grinding my ass off but i was having a great time too yeah and i got so much done while i was there so that was really uh it's, it's just a very hustle like uh local culture Totally. And if you're not doing that, then you kind of feel like a loser. And so it really motivates you. So when I, it was time to go back to school and the summer had ended, it flew by like it was a week long. Um, I was excited to go back to school because, you know, it's my last year of college. I want to see my friends. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I could just stay here and not go back. Um, and my parents would not have been happy about that. So I went back partly for them, partly for me. And, uh, and now we're almost done. We're just finishing up our last semester, but it was, it was definitely wasn't like a feeling lost at all. It was, if anything, it was like, all right, let's go back to school. Let's get shit done. Um, that was when I first launched my business right when I got back to school. Okay. So it, you know, it's been busy all year since then, but it's been a lot of fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that I know from following you on TikTok and anybody who doesn't know, you know, you have roommates you live with at school. Do you find living with them motivates you and they help you in any sort of sense? Yeah, I think that being said, though, they are they are really smart, motivated guys themselves. One of them is actually one of my business partners now. He, he saw that I was doing all this shit in our house, like just packing up orders and, yeah. you know, talking to people and all the time. So he was like, yo, you know, can I get on this, too? And I said, yeah, sure. Like, I'm always willing to let people have an opportunity. I told him. Um, I can't pay you right now because I'm not even paying myself. It's all going back into the business. But like, you know, if this is something that is really successful in a few years, you'll be employee number three. Yeah. And so, you know, that would probably mean like equity later down the line or like a really good job. And so 
I do like living alone. I have lived alone before for a few months at a time and it is nice. But as long as you have roommates that are also like, they share a similar mindset and goals with you, it's good. If you live, I lived in a fraternity house for two years and you know, you can't get shit done in there. So yeah. um, it's, it's good to be in like a quiet place with people who share a similar mindset for sure. Yeah, definitely. So you seems like you've made all these relationships from being in school. So do you think college is one of those end all be all situations? Obviously, there's so much benefit that comes out of it. Uh, what do you mean by end all be all? Let me ask you that. Like is co- like is that the only option to for success in making relationships? No, I think um, obviously if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or something like that, you have to go to college. Um, for business and like entrepreneurship, uh, particularly, I don't think you need college. I do think college actually is very useful, uh, but not for the classes side of things. I, I haven't really learned too much in my classes. Yeah that I've ever used. Um, I just, you know, entrepreneurship is kind of like, it's like you could have Tom Brady, you could have the best of the best show you how to throw a football a thousand times, but until you actually pick it up and throw it yourself, like you're not going to learn anything. It's the same as like riding a bike. Like you have to do it yourself. You have to fall over and then you'll get better and better at it. And so you really, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you just have to start businesses yourself. And I'm not claiming to be like, extremely successful i hope one day i am but yeah you it's not something you learn out of a book for sure i think any entrepreneur would agree with me on that but what i do think is useful about college is the social environment i think uh especially in business it's a lot about who you know you can be the smartest guy in the world but if you don't have any networking ability and you can't socialize with people and you're just kind of stale as a person that's really not going to get you very far in life um you know, and like, that's one of the beautiful things about like this social media thing, um, as well is, you know, I've made a lot of my sales have come from my page. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of money i made has come from my page in particular, but the networking that's happened as a result has been way more valuable. Like I have people reach out to me that are years and years ahead of me and they just like me and they like my videos and they just kind of like throw me an opportunity and, and you know, I'm very blessed for that. I'm very grateful. Uh, but you, you know, you really have to put yourself out there in order to meet people. And so I think I kind of went off a little bit, but yeah, college and I think networking is extremely important. And so I think for that side of things on college, you know, it is important. Yeah, absolutely. I like what you said about putting yourself out there. I ask a lot of my guests that cause, uh, that's like the motto of the podcast here, put it all out there. So do you think there should be a limit to how much, you know, you're putting out there of yourself. I know you said with you, you want to document your success and whatnot, but at the same time, you're just being you. Yeah, I think, uh, I, you know, I've definitely had people like friends, family members, you know, people, uh, probably a lot of people that I don't know. Yeah. Um, probably say things like he shouldn't have said that, like that might be hard for him to get a job one day. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I don't want to get a job one day. Okay. Yeah. And on top of that, if me being myself is going to push someone away. Like if I say something I believe in or, you know, maybe a stance I, or something, some issue I have a partic- particular stance on, if I voice my opinion on that and as a result, someone doesn't want to meet me, someone doesn't want to do business with me or associate with me. Like if anything, I, I look at that as a win. Like I don't have to waste my time with fake people. Yeah. I want to act the way I want to act and say what I want to say and just be myself. And I do that. And, 
put it all out there because at that point, then people can decide if they like me or not. And if they do like me based on, you know, what I say and how I act, then I think I would get along well with them. I'm, I'm not trying to act a fake way and I don't want people to act a fake way around me. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. So you just said, you you know, you don't want a job one day, but you are an entrepreneur. So what are the plans after college? You're just going to stick with what you're doing now? Yeah, I'm going to stick with what I'm doing. Um, I obviously have Squid House and uh, and then I'm working on a few other small things that are going to be launching soon. Cool. Uh, I can't talk about them yet for NDAs and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not worried at all. I'm very excited. I'm going right back out to L.A. because I think that's just the place where I need to be. Uh, launching my own podcast in like a few weeks. So that's been a long time coming. I know a lot of my uh, followers have been waiting for that. So I'm really excited to get that started. And I just think um, I'm just very excited. I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, when they get to the end of college, they're, they're a little bit worried because they're like, Oh, you know, I've been on this little vacation for four years. And now not only is the vacation going to end, but like nothing is really guaranteed. Like I'm on my own and I have to pay my own rent and all that shit. So I think a lot of people are nervous for the future. I'm very excited. Uh, I think I'm ready and I'm just looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in talking to you personally, you've said that when people say, you know, college is the best four years of your life, you hate when they, they say that. What, why do you hate that? I hate when people say that because it's extremely depressing. Like I just like imagine, like just think about that. If, if you had to like make a graph of, you know, like time is on the bottom, you know, like number of years you've been alive or, you know, yeah. like through life, whatever. And then on the left side, on, um, on the vertical line, you have uh, overall enjoyment or happiness in life. You're telling me that like, you're just going to admit to everyone that like within the first 20% of your life or 25, 30% of your life, like that's going to be the best. And then the rest of it is just going to be downhill from there. That's extremely depressing. Like I refuse to, uh, to even acknowledge that. Yeah. I think if anything, college should be the start to the best times of your life. Like that's when you really start to figure it out, find out who you are, find out what you want to do. You should be going up after that. And I actually just made a video about this, but I literally just had a friend yesterday. I was talking to on the phone, graduated last year. And he said something very similar. He's like, bro, like, you don't understand, bro. The real world sucks. Like you just got to live it up for that last semester because it's, it's not what you think. Yeah. I was like, bro, you can't think like that. You need to look at life and happiness and success as like a mountain. There's multiple people think that there's like one peak in life. I think that's a, a, a misunder a misconception. I think there's multiple peaks. I think you go to college, you're having this great time. You hit this little peak. And then you graduate, right? Then maybe you're confused a little bit. Then you have to figure your shit out again. And so you go down a little bit. But just like any mountain, there are peaks and then there are downhill slopes before it goes uphill again. And so that's why I kind of say I think college should be the start to the best times of your life because, you know, yeah, you should have a good time and you should party and, you know, meet a lot of people and have that experience and enjoy yourself. But you can't let that be the only thing you're doing in college. I think you need to really take that opportunity to meet other people who want to be successful as well because the best part about college is networking once again and then figure out what you're going to do to make it so that this isn't the best time of your life yeah yeah i like that and you know with you saying that it's depressing and people telling you you don't know the real world even with tiktok 
some people might say you're arrogant or you're cocky. You know, what do you say to those people besides fuck you? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I guess, I mean, I don't really care. Like, I, the thing is, what I've yeah. realized is no one who's doing more than you. There's two, there's two things that go into it. No one who's doing more than you and someone who's also very content in life, just a very happy and uh, grateful person is going to shit on you. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like I, like I, for example, like I'm so like, if someone at my school or something, or, you know, someone on the internet, like sees my shit and they want to talk shit about me or criticize me in whatever way possible, like it really doesn't bug me at all because I'm thinking like, all right, like, why are you spending your time thinking about me? Yeah. When you could be spending it thinking about yourself, like, where are you at in life? You know what I mean? And I know for myself personally that when I started both TikTok and my business, Twit House, I had a fair amount of people on both sides that were like, I was actually a majority on the left side saying like, that's stupid. Don't do that. It's not going to work. That's embarrassing, whatever. And then there were a few people on the right side who were like, you know what? That's dope, bro. Like, let, let me know if you need any help with that. Like, I'm happy to call some people or if you need uh, an investment or something, let me know. And the people that were very positive and very motivating and uplifting in that journey, all of them were extremely successful. Like I have a friend at Facebook who's a PM, um, I have a kid who works at TD Ameritrade who makes like fucking 400 grand a year right now. He's like a 23 year old. My other friend's doing like 1.5 million a year in real estate in LA. And like, these guys are all so far beyond me. They're all so much older than me. I'm 21. These guys are, uh, that whole group of friends I have that I met in LA, they're anywhere from 23 to 28. And so they're older than me. They know more than me. They're really successful in whatever they're doing. And most of all, they're very happy, like just good people. And they were all the ones that were like, dude, this is fucking great. Like, go for it. And they might not have even thought that. Like, they might be thinking in their head, like, yeah, those TikToks are embarrassing when I first started. Those are cringy. But they didn't say that to me. Um, the only people that were talking a lot of shit were like, you know, I, the only people that were talking shit to me um, that I personally know were like kind of losers honestly like they weren't they weren't doing anything with their life so why would i take their opinion into consideration um and i've been talking for a minute but one more thing that i think is important to mention is um they say hurt people hurt people and i think that really says a lot i think if if you're someone that's extremely uh confident in yourself and happy in your life like even if you don't agree with somebody else like you really just don't care enough to try and argue with them or try and stop them from going after what they want it doesn't make sense and a lot of times when people do shit on you or criticize you or whatever it's not them actually like really thinking that what you're doing is dumb it's them thinking oh i couldn't do that myself so i'm going to tell him that he can't do it because yeah yeah i like that yeah I think that I think that everything kind of ties together with hurt people hurt people and you know surround yourself with successful people to get away from that. So is that is that one of your secrets to success having these people in your corner who have your same mindset and who you can look up to? 
Yeah, I, I, I have a fucking unreal um, networking group of friends that want to support me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really easy to do well when not only you have people that are like cheering you on, but also, um, I, I like I like the hate too. Like it's kind of, yeah. uh, it's kind of, it's kind Motivation. of fun. I used to, when, when I first started, I, I did like get bugged a little bit by that shit. But now if someone makes a video about me, I, I like laugh, you know, I'm thinking it's yeah. funny and it's like more views for my stuff anyway. Uh, yeah. but in terms of like the people who support me and my network, yeah. Um, both before I started social media, I have a lot of really great friends who support me. And, uh, and then through social media, I'm in like fucking probably a dozen different, uh, group chats or threads with people like other entrepreneurs, other guys really doing well in life. And it's crazy, like just to see how generous everyone is. Like, you know, I'm, I'm working on an app right now. Um, and you know, I messaged in this big entrepreneurship group chat. I was like, yo, is anyone in here a computer science major or was in college or did they know any, um, you know, established and reputable coders. And immediately I had like four people text me and be like, yeah, like you should go check out this firm or like, actually I can help you with this personally. Like I'm yeah. happy to, you know, run you through what I've done or whatever for like free. And essentially everyone in this group chat is just trying to win. And a lot of people think that the road to success or the road to like achieving financial freedom or whatever is a lonely path. I think you hear that a lot, but what I've seen and what I've heard is it's like literally the exact opposite. Like no one gets to the top on their own. And, uh, and if you do get to the top, it means a lot of people were there and a lot of people helped you. And I think that's a great thing. I think, uh, you know, I think that's something to be, uh, look forward to essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how do you make your connections? Like what's not necessarily some advice, but what do you think is a key factor in how you connect with people and network? I think, uh, I th well, number one, like I'm, I'm a huge extrovert. Uh, I love talking to people when I like, even at like my college campus, like, so I moved to LA first of all, by myself, uh, two summers ago, I didn't know a single person there. Mm -hmm. um, within a few weeks, I ended up uh, connecting with this kid who used to be in my fraternity, but he was a lot older than me. Um, so we started hanging out a bit. And then we I just started like meeting a ton of different people in LA. And I've only yeah. been there for a total of four months between the past two summers. And I have like, dozens of friends now there that I really, really like, they really like me. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think, kind of how I touched on it earlier, you need to put yourself out there in order to meet yeah. people. And uh, a lot of times, most of the time, people get really uncomfortable in situations like that. You know, like when I first got to LA, I had to go out to bars and clubs on my own. Like most people wouldn't do that. Like they would just sit inside and hang out yeah. and stuff. And you know, most people don't even want to go get like food at a restaurant by themselves and, and be seen sitting alone, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. I think it's really nice and peaceful sometimes. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so I was in LA, I just met a ton of people like, whether it was like by going out or going to like, like events to meet people, you know, I remember uh, it was 4th of July, my first summer there. And yeah, I'm gonna mute myself real quick. 
it was 4th of July, my first summer there. And uh, this kid invited me to go to, I'll tell two stories. First one, I meet this guy at uh, a club. I start talking to him and all of his friends. We all go back to their fucking massive house. It's like a whole group of friends. It was maybe like five guys and eight girls. And everyone crashed there because we were up partying till like four in the morning. Yeah. And then when I woke up the next day, it was like maybe 12, 31 o'clock. And, uh, and these guys were like, yo, we think you're sick. Like we're going up to this rave up in the mountains. Uh, you know, if you want to come be back here in, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, cause that's when we're leaving. Uh, so that was, uh, that was interesting. I went home, I'm sitting on the side of my bed. Like, this is literally what happened. I'm sitting on the side of my bed and I'm like, I just got invited by some people I don't know to a rave up in the mountains. And it was like a, you spend the night there type rave too. Like you can't yeah. there. It's so it was very intimidating. And I was like, dude, maybe these guys are going to like kidnap me and fucking yeah. cut out one of my organs or something. I don't know. But I was literally like sitting on my bed and, you know, I was, I don't want to say like shaking, but I was extremely like on edge. I was like, holy shit, like, am I about to do this? Um, and then I told myself, I was like, you know what? I've never regretted doing something that much. I've only really regretted not doing something. So I ended up going. It was probably one of the most unbelievable experiences of my life because I assumed it was going to be like in some fucking shed with like smoke everywhere and loud music and, you know, sketchy people. It was like a really exclusive, uh, like boutique rave, essentially all these like really wealthy kids from USC. And then all these like influencers in LA got together as a friend group and built this, like cornucopia, uh, little stadium thing, got like food trucks, got drink trucks, and then brought all this equipment. And they took, they were all DJs. And so they took turns DJing and it went from 8 PM to five in the morning, I think it was. And it was like really exclusive. Like you weren't allowed to go unless you were invited. It wasn't something that you find online. And, uh, and it was just one of the coolest experiences ever. I met a ton of great people there. And then, uh, the other experience um, that summer in LA that really stands out is like I was invited to this big Fourth of July party in Newport. A day before we were supposed to go, the guy who invited me bailed, and he's like, "I'm going to Texas instead." And so I was like, "Well, fuck! I don't want to be alone on Fourth yeah, of July. Like that sucks." Like, and I said, "You know, what do you think I should do to the guy?" And he's like, "Oh, you could still go. Like, my friends have you know a ton of open beds at their house. It's like a big house out there." And uh, and most people probably wouldn't go yeah. like an hour and a half away, an hour away somewhere to a house owned by people they've never met uh, for a whole weekend. That's just like a very yeah. intimidating experience. And it was for me too, but I was like, dude, fuck it, whatever. I ended up like, you know, it's a year, a year and a half later now, and I'm best friends with all these guys that I went to that house with. One of them was going to be my business partner. Um, one of them actually is my business partner now, actually. That was, yeah, for two different businesses. So, yeah. you know, it's just crazy. Like, I've only met these guys in the past year and a half, two years. And, you know, it feels like I've known them my whole life. We just bonded right away. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what came to mind during both of those stories was uh, the motto for Squid Hoss. Uh, what is it? Get comfortable being or. Yeah. Is, yeah. So our slogan is uh, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, I did not make that up. I heard it somewhere else, but, um, I, you know, I hope it's not trademark so that I could do that when we get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I just like, 
just the reason I like lifting and I talk about lifting so much is because in lifting and for bodybuilding, you have to strain your muscle. You literally have to rip your muscle fibers apart in order for them to grow back stronger and bigger. And I think it's a great metaphor for life. You're not going to grow as a person if you're always taking like the easiest route and, and, and doing what's comfortable to you. And so whether that means like next time you're sitting at a restaurant and the waitress comes up and she's really cute, you ask for her number. Or if you're at some event and someone says like, hey, does anyone want to come up to the front and speak for a second? Or, you know, uh, be like a character in this role up on the front of the stage. Like anytime you get an opportunity like that, you should take it. Yeah. And yeah, you might get embarrassed. You probably will get embarrassed. Uh, people probably will talk shit. Uh, but once again, just remember, like the people that are talking shit would never go up and do that themselves. So yeah. I think when you put yourself in situations like that a lot, number one, they become easier. Number two, they become fun. And you learn about a lot about yourself and you become a better person as a result. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So you do it all, you know, school, gym, your business, partying. How do you manage all your time? I don't think it's that hard, dude. I always hear people say, like, yeah. I don't have time for this and that. And I'm like, well, you know, you have time for video games and you have time to yeah. watch TV every day. And uh, I think it's just about being efficient. Like, I'm, my days are very, very jammed. Like, for example, today I woke up at uh, probably not too early. I woke up at like maybe 6.15 this morning. I was day trading for a little bit. Uh, then I immediately like started answering some emails and stuff. That took probably an hour um then i had two calls with people because like sometimes i sell my time you know to talk to people so did yeah. that for about 30 minutes each um for both of those then uh then i packed up some orders and worked on my business for a little bit now i'm on here uh once i get off this i'll go to class for like two or three hours then right after class i'll go to the gym i'll work on my business some more i have to you know plan some stuff for one of the new ones that we're trying to launch and yeah. then um, and then at that point, it'll probably be like eight o'clock. And since it's a Thursday, like I'll probably start getting ready to go out. And like, that's a full day for me. I also like every second I get throughout the day, like I'm trying to make some uh, some content. Like I'm trying to I used to post like 20 to 30 videos a day. Now it's like five or 10 if I'm lucky, just because I'm so busy. Yeah. Um, but my whole day is just like busy. There's no like watching TV or popping on YouTube for that long. I don't really like take a break until everything's done and all my work is done and then i relax and hang out and chill and go out yeah yeah and that's that's something i talk about a lot too i love love staying busy and not having much downtime because i don't see a lot of you know upside to downtime and this is sort of you know really east coast to me and because you're over in arizona but i read i get articles from the times every morning the new york times and today i thought about this they sent an article out and it was about um, addiction, but it wasn't like hardcore drugs. It was like, you know, weed, nicotine, and even porn was thrown in there and pe how people indulge and stuff. And I want to ask you, like, what are your thoughts on indulging, but also managing your time? Um, I think, I think if you're getting all your stuff done, it's fine. Yeah. I, I think if you're, if you're in the right mindset, if you're, if you're doing what you need to do, um, because I kind of mentioned, like, I get all my work done and then I go out and I hang out. Right. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I finish my work at four. Sometimes I don't finish my shit. Like just the other day, it was my best friend's birthday. So we all went out to dinner, finished dinner at like nine, 
everyone immediately went to like a pregame to start getting ready to go out because it was a Saturday, I think. And I had to go home um, to look over a contract for like two hours because the lawyer needed it back by, or the, the team needed it back by like uh, the end of the night. So I went home, worked on that for like an hour and a half. And then I met up with them like right as the pregame was ending, you know. And so as long as you can get your yeah. shit done, like I think indulging and stuff like that's totally fine. Uh, you know, some people don't like it as much. I think the problem is when you get like addicted to that stuff and, and doing that stuff prevents you from getting your other shit done. And, and you really need to be honest with yourself about that. Like I'll expose myself right here, right now and talk about a little story. Recently, I was, uh, I was super into this chick. Um, not good for me. It doesn't mean like she was a bad person or anything, but I found myself doing stuff that I normally wouldn't do, um, like some drugs that I normally wouldn't do, not because I wanted to do them, but because I wanted to be around her and she liked those things. And then one day, one of my friends came up to me because I don't really like smoking that much. Yeah, that was one of them. And he was like, dude, I know you did not want to go take that uh, bowl right there. And then I was like, how can you tell? He's like, because I know you don't like to smoke, especially not right now. And, uh, and I was like, damn. And it kind of like was a slap in the face. And then I realized I was like, I'm doing shit that I don't want to do to be around somebody else that likes that stuff. And so it it takes a lot of like mental strength to admit that because it's, it's easy to get sucked into holes like that and not be able to get out. But I'm glad I realized that early on. And immediately I was like, dude, I gotta either get my shit together or stop hanging out with this person or something because this is not good for me. And so that's yeah. thankfully what happened, but you know, it's easy to get sucked into little pits like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think like you said, that's the best piece of advice. As long as you're getting your shit done, there's no reason not to indulge. You just got to watch what you're doing. So that was great. I do want to, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I want to end on two things. So real quick from TikTok, everybody knows this, no posters. What's your deal with that? Oh, it kind of started as like a joke, honestly. Um, you know, I, I personally think, first of all, my whole page is just my opinion. All right. You don't have to listen to it. And like, you know, it's your life, really. If you if you get upset by my shit, like you're wasting your own time and energy. But essentially, someone asked me on one of my videos, because a lot of my videos are comment responses. Uh, someone said, what do you think of like posters and stuff in your room? And I said, uh, I, I think it's corny. I think it's tacky. Uh, it's one thing if you have like something that really means something to you, like uh, maybe a picture of like your family or like a picture of a trip you went on or something like that. Like, I think that's great. But if you have like a full send flag on your wall or like a Saturdays or for the boys flag on your wall and you're 24 25 year old guy you know that kind of is you know like once again like it's your life but i can tell you straight up that like no smart established girl is going to come over to your house after you know you bring her home from dinner and if she sees that on your wall above your bed she's going to be like oh god like this guy it's just kind of tacky it's kind of corny in my opinion um you know if you're a freshman or in the dorms or you're like a sophomore living in your fraternity like that's one thing. But if you're a guy and you're 21 plus, uh, you, you really just like everything in your house and everything uh, around you speaks to who you are as a person. And if you have something like a full sack, full send flag on your wall, like 
to me, it just kind of makes you look immature. But, you know, I'm sure I do stuff, too, that makes me look immature. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love how you trademarked it, though. It was the same thing uh, when I started my podcast. This, this douchey kid I uh, knew from high school posted something like, just because they have a podcast doesn't make them a philosopher. So I took it and slapped my logo on it, and it's going to be a part of a new project I'm working on. Oh, yeah. Well, let me ask you, because you've been asking me questions the whole time. What made yeah. you start this? What made me start this? Uh, I love that you just asked me a question. No one's done that. What made me start it was, um, the story was one day I was just driving and there was nothing for me to listen to. And I was like, my, one of my favorite things to do while I'm in the car is talk to a friend or call someone. And I was like, there's no music I want to listen to. Maybe all my friends were in class. And I was like, I want to start a podcast. So I literally, I literally pulled over on the highway and I looked up how to start a podcast and I started it. And I did it because since I've been a kid, I've always been into journalism and stuff like that. And I love asking questions. I guess, I guess you could say I'm somewhat nosy. And I love, I love networking and meeting people. And I think this has just been a great way to do it. And I love the better that comes out of it. Because I think hearing someone's stories, you know, if someone doesn't follow you on TikTok, but they follow me and they hear your story, I love that. I love being the networker in between people. And that kind of works like that sometimes. Yeah, that's great. Well, I hope uh, I hope that my followers come and watch this, and then they like uh, they like your stuff, so they stay around. Yeah, I hope so. And same here. But so to finish us off, I did want to ask you two things because you know, for your followers watching, and you were a former frat president. So quickly, is there any advice you would give to incoming freshmen or maybe someone rushing this spring semester? Um, I'm not sure I understand. Oh, my Siri picked that up. <laughs> Uh, okay, incoming like freshman advice for college. This would be kind of just advice for anyone who's really young in particular. Um, what kind of what I said earlier, you're not going to grow if you take like the easy route, if you do the bare minimum, like you should always be trying to challenge yourself in whatever way possible. Not only are you going to learn a lot more, but you're going to be and and be set up better for the future in terms of like success for yourself, but it's a lot more fun. Like, taking the easy route kind of, it's just boring. It's lame. Like, you know, do you want to be average is kind of the way I think of it. Um, and then to go off of that, I think this is a period in people's life when there's a lot of emotions. And so, you know, it might be like extreme fun for a while. And then you might get hit with something that you weren't expecting. And that kind of sucks. Like, you know, it's kind of super high and super low at the same time when you're a young adult and I think the most important to, the most important thing to remember uh, when shitty stuff happens because the great stuff is awesome we don't need to talk about it but when shitty stuff happens to you is yeah. do yourself a favor and go look up the story of the Chinese farmer it really puts into perspective like what is happening to you right now might seem like a bad thing but it might actually be the best thing to happen to you and so like a perfect example of that, just in case people have never heard that story, would be like um, The Rock, for example, Dwayne Johnson. He wanted to play in the NFL. He was currently, at the time, playing in the Canadian Football League. And he got dropped from the team. He got cut from the team. Worst day of his life. Seemed fucking terrible. Seemed like the world was just ending. And uh, what do I do now? I'm broke. My dream is just, it's gone. It got stolen from me. When in reality, you know, now he's literally the highest paid actor on earth. Yeah. So it, it goes to show like what really seems like a shitty thing and 
the end of the world might be the start to what really needed to happen to you in order for you to get what you actually really wanted and you were just confused in the moment. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of ties in. We were talking personally and you had brought up, and it's all over TikTok right now, the burn the boats mentality. And I really, I really love that. Um, you know, I'm not, you want to explain it? I can explain it, what that might be. Sure, yeah, I can explain For anyone who doesn't know burn the boats and what that means, it's, you know, it's been around for a really long time, um, for like probably thousands of years, this concept. Uh, but it's kind of like blowing up on TikTok right now, all of a sudden for no reason. Um, but essentially what it means is like, if you're an army and you're invading an island, uh, the best way to guarantee your success and, and winning that battle is by burning your ships, burning your boats so that there is no option for retreat. There is no plan B. There's no second chance. It's like we either take over the island and we win victoriously or we all die in the process. And like, I love that mindset and that concept because for me personally, like it's my life. I get to decide what I want to do with it. I want to be crazy successful. Like I want to have that Ferrari. I want to have that yacht. I want to have that jet and that massive house. And like, if I don't get that stuff, like it's going to feel like I didn't, you know, that was a half living life. And so I'm always going to be trying and aiming for that long-term goal. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to die in the process trying to get there. There's never going to be a point in my life when I just like hang up the towel and say like, you know what? I'm a loser. We tried our best. Like, it's just not going to happen. And so yeah. burn the boats means like no plan B go all in and go for what you want. Or, you know, uh, you don't make it in the process. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. So I guess that kind of ties in. My final question was going to be, you know, what would be your biggest piece of life advice to anyone watching? But I think I think everything you said today and I think what you just said was was a great piece of advice. Yeah, I think I think I did explain most of what I would say. Um, uh, number one, biggest piece of life advice, obviously, go follow that guy Squid Pactor. He has a lot of good stuff on his TikTok. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then number two just do what you want. Like do what you want. Like there's, there's going to be so many people along the way, whether it's like, if you want to be a fucking influencer or you want to be a professional athlete or, um, you want to be, you know, a musician or start your own business. It could be anything. Yeah. There are guaranteed 100% always going to be people that are going to try and shoot you down and don't look at that as a bad thing. Look at it as a good thing because that's what separates like the people who actually end up making it from the fucking losers who give up when there's a little bit of pressure put on them. I think it's a necessary part of being successful. You need yeah. people to be like preying on your downfall um, because not only does that really toughen your skin and show you who you are, but if you do make it and you are successful, like it makes it that much more enjoyable knowing you proved everyone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said before die trying. That was, that was great. So I think that kind of concludes us here today. Um, Squid, I can't thank you enough for joining us. And if you guys aren't following the Instagram, what are you doing? At Paulo's.podcast on Instagram, at Paulo's Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Squid, do you want to give your socials? Yeah, my Instagram right now is just Lucas Pactor, uh, spelled like my name. And then my TikTok is Squid Pactor. And then we're starting our podcast soon, but uh, awesome. be on the for that. Guys. Yeah. So, Squid, again, thank you so much. And thank you guys for joining us here. And stay tuned next week for another great episode of Paulo's podcast. Mm -hmm.